0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to American Families of Faith Highlights, where David Dallahite and Lauren Marks briefly focus on the nexus of faith and family life with a particular question or topic. As we turn next to Muslim families, in some ways, these families represent a faith quite different in some respects than many of the others that we interviewed. The 25 American Muslim families that we interviewed, a total of 56 individuals, claimed more than half a dozen nations as their countries of nativity. So internationally, this was the most diverse of any of the eight religious ethnic communities in our study. Also, that diversity of nations of origin remind us that this is a rapidly expanding faith and a growing global force for some. This thought yields some fear, frankly. Our experience, however, was that many of the families who shared their homes and their stories with us were of a quality and character that any nation might welcome and that you would welcome into your neighborhood, remembering that these were exemplar families referred to us by their imam, their clergy. The relationships in these families, the Muslim families, seemed structured, no question, but strong hierarchical but warm. Indeed, the structured hierarchy of sharia or Islamic law that's seen as oppressive by many, both wives and husbands report, brought a clarity of roles, complementarity, and a harmonized vision for many of these families that we interviewed. Islam reportedly served as a means for strengthening the family as a whole by encouraging respect and fostering understanding among members of the family. It seemed that the roles of individuals in the family, as taught in Islam and Sharia, offered a sense of stability to their family relationships. Islam is one of few faiths, for example, that has a structured process through which marital reconciliation efforts are to be made, step by step by step. Before you quit and give up on a marriage and file for divorce, there are some very structured steps that are taken in Sharia that integrate counsel from extended loving family members and eventually clergy and counselors, if needed, that we honored. Further, the family processes, the shared devotion, unity, and celebration around the month-long fast of Ramadan, it elicited a joy, even an ebullience, from Muslims of various ages including younger children that were involved in the interviews all the way up to older women and men. I wanted to share briefly my firsthand experience of being invited to participate in and witness a Ramadan firsthand as an invited guest. And the meaning, the excitement surrounding this faith-based sacrifice and celebration was truly unique in scope compared with anything I'd ever seen. Many listeners may be aware that the Ramadan fast lasts for a month during the daylight hours. Abstention from food and drink and sexual relations during the daylight hours is the practice. And then at sundown, there is a communal break the fast celebration that takes place. And the discipline of this month-long fast is supplemented by zakat, which is a charitable offering of up to 2.5%, two and a half percent of one's net wealth as an effort designed to relieve the suffering of the poor, whose involuntary fast is constant. A staggering figure, if you're thinking, for example, of someone who might have a million dollar net worth, a $25,000 offering annually to the poor, We can't help but think if this level of generosity were practiced not only by all Muslims, but by all privileged members of the human family, world hunger would be eradicated in very short order. Indeed, the lived principle of Zakat stimulates not only a sense of deep respect and holy envy among us, but a hope for a better world. Dave really was touched by the combination of Ramadan and Zakat and what it meant to many of these families. We hope you'll join us on our full podcast called American Families of Faith.